Welcome to the SN Sport Extra Time Podcast, sponsored by Askew Brook. We make the web do more and powered by Grandon Graphics. Welcome to the SN Sport Extra Time Podcast with myself, Daniel Gregory, for the final time. And I'm delighted to be joined on today's show by Mr. Charlie Hopper. And also we'll have Darren Kelly on, Sky Reflecting Manager Darren Kelly, very shortly. How are you doing, Charlie? I'm doing good, yeah. Um, a bit sad that it's your, your final one, Dan, but um, yeah, no, I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Final day today um, with, with Johnston Press or JPI Media with the Scarborough News and no emotional goodbyes, mate. They've kicked me out of my email account by lunchtime. So no no emotional goodbyes going on. It's just, <laughs> see you tomorrow, pack your bags on your way. So yeah. That's horrendous, that's horrendous that. Incredible, oh, isn't it, really? Incredible. Yeah. 11 years service. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. No, no only joking. Um, we have some news for the for the listeners of the podcast. I know it's been a popular podcast and I've thoroughly enjoyed doing it. But um, Charlie, you, you will be carrying the baton with Coast and County Sport with Mr. Andrew Snaith and other guests from time to time. So, yeah, you must be pleased with that. I'm certainly pleased you're going to be taking it on. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think when, when you first came to me, I don't know how long ago it was about the podcast for yourself taking it on. It was definitely a, you know, a great, a great thing for, for yourself and for everyone. And, um, you know, I can remember doing some, I think we did a, in the non COVID times, we did the, the review podcast up at the rugby club with me and Martin and, uh, and Will Bain. So it, it's great. Um, you know, I'm hoping to sort of fill the, the shoes, um, you know, that, you're left when you're when you're moving on but um you know hopefully me and Andrew will be able to sort of get a couple of really good guests on and, and you know keep it going hopefully yeah I'm sure you will I think it's fantastic news that the podcast is continuing um and I think it's great going in careful hands with yourself and Andrew on on Coast and County uh, radio there and obviously there'll be sport ramping back up at the moment because we've been without sport and in my final week my last paper there was actually sport to cover so it's been uh, been strange really but things picking back up now aren't they again yeah it's uh, it's really good to see isn't it um a bit frustrating that we can't go to to watch any of the games um you know or anything like that i mean i was i was going to go up to middlesbrough to watch I think it was Edgehill were playing up there in the, in the County Cup or something like that. Um, yeah. So I was going to go and do that, and obviously I wasn't allowed to. Um, but I walked, I walked my dog up to Scorby Cricket Field the other week, and they had a game on up there. So I was watching the football from a distance. Um, but no, it's brilliant to see. Um, you know, I was at the rugby club yesterday, and, and they're getting back to training as well. So um, you know, let's hope that we're behind everything now, and uh, and you know, we'll, we'll start to see live sport again on on the Yorkshire coast. So just maybe just tell, before we shut up and listen to, to my interview with Mr. Kelly, just tell listeners how they can uh, access the podcast in the future, perhaps. Yeah, there's plenty of ways. Um, obviously, keeping up to date on, on social media. Um, I'll have to, you know, obviously, I still, there's still finer details to be uh, to be ironed out with Andrew and, and you know, guests and everything. And I know that the first two that he's got lined up are, are really exciting guests that we've got, um, that we've got coming on. Um, but, you know, it'll be on the, uh, be on the, all the podcasting uh, apps that you can get, you know, there's, there's absolutely endless, isn't there at the moment? Um, so, you know, it's growing in, in terms of that, but, you know, again, if anyone's got any suggestions of, of anyone they'd like, big or small, just, you know, if you could drop us a message or, or something like that, and we'll, we'll try our hardest to get them on. Um, I'm trying to get uh, an ex-cricketer on as well at the moment. So, um, you know, things are looking are looking up, but, um, you know, all, all my thanks and everything have to go to you, Dan, for, for sort of the platform that you've set and all the hard work that you've put into to getting the podcast up and running. Yeah, and there's a big shout out to Phil at Grundman Graphics, who's going to sort some some graphics for you guys. And I know Andrew Snaith and Coast and County are keen to hear from any businesses who would be keen to to give the podcast a leg up and sponsor it so if anyone's keen to to get involved and, and support the podcast going forward to ensure it it carries on in in a good manner um do contact Curson county radio uh, or yourself charlie and you can pass it on, on on twitter i'm sure but we'll shut up now anyway that's the good big news about the podcast continuing which is fantastic we'll hear from mr kelly and myself and charlie be back after the interview um to discuss and review what he said Delighted to be joined for one final time, don't want to get emotional, but by Scarborough Athletic Manager, Darren Kelly. 
You want um, how you doing? I, as I say, very honoured, especially last time. Um, no, I, as I say, I, I, I appreciate the invitation and um, yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Don't one last one, time. One final hurrah. Yeah. Even, even, yeah. If we just, even if we just chat rubbish for half an hour, I thought it'd be good. Absolutely. Play. No, it would be good to do that. As I said, you know, we, we've been, well, since I came to the club, you know, we, we've started speaking uh, from day one. We've hit it off. From day one, um, and as I say, you know, it's 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 a sad day because, as I say, over the you know the last year and a bit, um, you know, we've we've had some great conversations. We've had very little disagreements. Um, just just a one or two, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on the whole, um, it's been great. So I, I thank you for the time and obviously the the publicity and everything and, and a positive light that um, you've given the football club. It's been greatly received and appreciated. No, and likewise for yourself all the time you've given up to speak to me and talk talk crap with me on podcasts and videos and before and after matches, etc. It's been very much appreciated. Oh, it's been good because again, it's you know, it's 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 very important that you know the supporters as well, the engagement of them knowing and knowing exactly what's happening from our perspective. It's all been all you know as a. As I've said a hundred times, it's it's very important that they know what's going on um, yeah. as well. Um, I've always been open to doing very, you know, a, a lot more than what, what I do, you know. But sometimes it, it might be just conversations, as you say, like this to just talk uh, football for twenty minutes and yeah. um, about the football club and and the way things are and the, the direction and everything like that. So yeah, all good. Yeah, um, I'm really pleased that uh, the podcast is going to continue with uh, the guys at Coston County Sport with uh, Andrew Sniff and Charlie Hopper. So Brilliant. hopefully that they'll have you on there and, and the, the, the podcast can continue with them guys. So it's, it's great news, isn't it, that they're going to carry it on and carry the battle. Brilliant. Yeah, I, th- I think, um, and especially hearing, you know, the job they're doing is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and again, even my own present work within um, sort of, you know, uh, Coventry Scarborough University, CU Coventry um, University, you know, they're, they're also trying to connect there as well, which I think is very, very good, very important. Yeah. Um, because at, at the end of the day, you know, we're all striving, you know, for the one, the, the, the one thing, and that's to be successful all round. And, you know, if it helps them, it helps us and so on, so on. So, yeah, it's all, it's all good. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, as I say, as much as it's a final day with yourself, that we can, you know, again, continue onwards. Yeah, definitely. Onwards just, and upwards. You just mentioned your new job there. How, how's it going down there? Are you enjoying it? Brilliant. Yeah, do you know what? I work with a fantastic team. Um, you know, really enjoying it. it. It's hard work. It's it's a great challenge, but that's what I'm all about. I love to learn new things. You know, it, it's it's slightly different to what I've been used to, effectively, the last 25 years from a professional playing front into a, a management um, front. But, you know, again, I've been working hard last number of years for this type of opportunity. Um, and really enjoying it. As I say, I work with a fantastic team um, who are great. Um, and, uh, you know, like everything, you know, through the pandemic, everything is restricted in terms of what we can do. And everything at the moment is is through, um, obviously, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, that type of thing. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing them all face to face. But, yeah, all good. All um, really great plans, especially for the sports side of things. Um, Matthew Butterworth, you know, again, who... Um, is doing a fantastic job trying to really enhance, you know, the sports division, and and I have no doubt that you know w- w- within the years to come, it's going to be one of the best sporting departments in, in the country. Fantastic, great plans for it. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Before we uh, we touch on Scar Athletic, it's been a bit of a mad fortnight, and especially with you being a, a Tottenham fan. Oh God! Miss of me not to mention. I mean, it, it it says it all that the news about Jose Mourinho was was kind of just. Small news, wasn't it? A small fry compared to the European yeah. Super League. Just touch on Mourinho, and it was a bit of an odd appointment, I thought, at the time. And it's not really worked out, has it? There wasn't really a, a link there. It was didn't really work. They didn't gel, did they? That's the, the right. No, one. well, again, I'm a, I'm a Spurs supporter. Me, you know, my, my kids are big Spurs supporters. Um, and yeah, it, it, you know what? It, it's when you go from Potticino into Mourinho, for example, Potticino was all about, you know, attacking football and flair. And, and t- to be honest, I really enjoyed watching Spurs play under him, Champions League final and things like that. While you have Mourinho, who's quite the opposite. You know, we'll, we'll go 1-0 up, so then we'll sit back and defend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it came out with some quotes. And, you know, I... I, I 
me personally, as you know, as a manager, I'll always take full responsibility for everything, you know, in regards to defeats. You know, if if if, if you know if we win and things with that credit to the players, but I'll always take it because effectively I pick the teams and everything. Mourinho, he come out with some things where you know he, he's certain things have been named at him. You know, you look at his Real Madrid's Chelsea. You know, the really successful teams are winning the leagues and that. But he come out with a comment. You know, same coach, different players. You know, yeah. um, almost it's not my fault. I thought that. I thought that was that was poor. You gotta be man enough to take it in the chin. I like it. You know, it's Scarborough. If we lose, I'll take full responsibility. You know, because all I ever ask the players to do is, you know, the things they can control, and that's as soon as they cross that white line is to give a hundred, a hundred percent. That's that's all I can add, and, and they've done that. Sometimes your quality can be outshone by the opposition, and you have to accept that. You know, but be honest about it in, in the way you can. But you know, mention the facts. Mention the facts. If, if you're outplayed, but you give your all, you have to accept that. I just thought at times Mourinho shied away from that and that responsibility. When Mourinho first came to Chelsea, I, I was I was a huge fan. I thought yeah, so his charisma, even his arrogance, his flamboyant, everything. You know, I thought it was class. I'm loving this guy. When he came back to England the second time around. It wasn't so much, you know, that there was lots of excuses. Um, but then then you come back and then you, you go over Mourinho's career and the successes he has. He's always had, again, opposite to myself. I've always went into clubs that were maybe struggling at the wrong end purposely because I like to try and build things. Mourinho was very lucky. He had that opportunity at Porto over a couple of years, a great success. But he went into Chelsea at the time when Abramovich was coming in um, and he had that blank checkbook and he won the league. And he's went into teams where he's had effectively a blank checkbook. You know, I think the last couple of clubs hasn't quite worked that way. Sporting directors, it may be, you know, who have controlled playing budgets and all that type of thing. So, yeah, getting back to the main thing, I never like to see a manager sacked. Um, but as I say, a lot of things that he was saying and, and doing, I know, upset a lot of Spurs supporters. Yeah. Um, and, and and on the whole then, you know, over the last couple of months, we just didn't see the Mourinho of old. I, I watched him, and I always, I'm, all, I'm always big in body language, Dan. And do you know what? I watched him uh, when he was on the bench, when they were winning games, when they were scoring. And his body language just... It almost, he didn't want to be there. Yeah, you know, waiting for that payoff again. But that, that, that's what I mean. I <clears throat> again, I don't know if it's a payoff thing. Is it an ambition thing? Is he tired? I, I don't know. But it just looked as if he didn't want to be there financially. I'm sure him, his kids, his kids' kids are sorted, you know, for, for the rest of their lives. I, I'm just wondering now at his age. I, you know, again, rumours of it that, you know, the main job that he wants now is a Portugal job, his home country. And maybe that might ignite that passion that he had and that enthusiasm that we just don't... We haven't seen at Manchester United either, by the way. Um, and, and, and we certainly didn't see it at Spurs near the end. You can almost but, split his career into two, though, can't you? I, I read a few books on Mourinho before he came to Chelsea. Yeah, I likewise, the, yeah. The, the, the precision and planning and everything was just phenomenal. And... Look at the job yeah. into Milan with an unfashionable team winning the Champions League with them and yeah and Chelsea. And then you can almost look. He did a good job at Real Madrid against a, a fantastic Barcelona team, didn't he? But yeah, no, absolutely. Just, I think yeah, yeah I, th I think losing the assistant um, Farah, um, I think it's his surname. You know, I think he was a big because I, you know, again the rule of the assistant, the first team coach plays such big, big parts. And when he left him, um, you know, it was a couple of, you know, even look at the young, the young coach you had in with him at Spurs. You can see that, you know, a, a good background and things like that. But, you know, a lot of Mourinho's success has come from obviously the, the guy I had with him before, yeah. you know? So I, I feel there was a little bit lost in Mourinho there, if I'm being honest, because, the great success he had, he was part of him. There, there was almost a, a little click there already, and 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 going on to new ventures that that changed, you know. It, it was um, almost small news, though, wasn't it, compared to the uh, the farce that was the European Super League? Um, just, I mean, disgusting, really, wasn't it? And just it was, it was, and again, it comes down to, and do you know what? At non-league, we can relate 
a lot to, you know, I, I always said this, I'll say it a hundred times more, it's all about the supporters at the end of the day, but what you have in these Premier League teams and things like that, and, and if there's ever more an opportunity or something, you know, in, in, in regards to sporting your local team, it's now, yeah. because I think they, you know, Everybody supplies support Tottenham Hotspur. You know, everybody's got that team. You know, somebody else, you know, our fans will support Scarborough. There'll always be a second team or yeah. if there's a first team, Scarborough, the second team, whatever it may be. But I think, and especially in the Premier League and, and them teams who we all know, you know, your Man United, your Liverpool, I think they've shown their true colours in regards to, you know, these big wealthy owners who just want to get greedier and who want more money, £3.1 billion per team. And, and I think if there's, if there's a lesson to be learned from that, it's, do you know what? You don't mean anything to these owners. Yeah, they come out and apologise and do all that. I'm not being funny, but that's a media team yeah. behind them pulling their strings saying, listen, you got to go and do this and you got to go and say that. Yeah. You know, there's people behind them. See, deep down, they really couldn't give a shit, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. And I think on the back of that, if there's, ever, if there's ever a time, and especially, you know, your local team, non-league, whatever it may be, down, down the pyramid that you've got to go and support your local team, it's now. Because I think these big boys, or so-called big boys, have shown their true colours. Yeah. You know, so like your Manchester United's and your Liverpool's, and and I think in the back of that, I'm I'm hoping a lot of a, a lot of supporters boycott the 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 big te- big team going going to games or or maybe saying I'm not going to this game because I want to go to the pub and watch. You know, I think I think I'm hoping in the back of it. You know, a lot of people say, do you know what? Saw this. I'm going to go and support my local team and and support them. Um, and and, and times of need. Don't want to come across as captain hindsight, but the lack of any foresight of how badly this will be received from all them clubs yeah. is is absolutely staggering, isn't it? How they Big didn't time. see this reaction coming? Big time. But you've you've this you've this guy at Real Madrid, um, Perez, who's yeah. who's igniting it even further, saying it's not gone. You know, I, I think there's a lot of dishonesty in there as well. I was reading um, as my Sky Sports app, as I say, as I said to you before, I don't watch news, I don't, I don't read papers, um, I don't particularly go on social media a lot, but you know, I watch like a Sky Sports app. You know, sports-wise, yeah, yeah. you know, Sky Sports News, I'll, I'll watch that type of thing. It's sport, um, but it, it was this guy, at Man United, Edward Edward Woodward. Um, I actually thought it was the same guy, at Equalizer. You know. <laughs> You know they're on about, don't you? Yeah. Um, but him coming out and saying he's resigning from Manchester United because he doesn't support the Glazers and the fact that they want to, you know, they want to join the Super League. Let the facts be known, which has come out and, and shown him for, you know, the snake that he is. Yeah. Because he was in there from day one. Yeah. He was in there from day one. Yeah. And, and people like that wind me up. You know, um, and it, it, it's been a farce. It's been received as a farce. But you have people have Perez, who are going to be in the background, one of the biggest clubs in the world, in Real Madrid. Um, Real Madrid, 40% of Real Madrid supporters are genuine supporters. The other 60% are tourists, mm. you know, who want to go and watch, a, you know, all the Galacticos and all that. But again, I'll come back, go and support your local team, get right behind your local team. You know, yeah. because I think surge next year. Absolutely, absolutely. I think they will. I hope they will. Yeah. Um, and and let you know the teams in Spain and you know the top boys in the Premier League get on. I'm I'm a Spurs supporter, but I'm not. You know, I, I'll just again as a as a more as a footballing supporter. It's um, it's one of those where you look at that and you cringe at some of the things they've been yeah. doing. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same. I, I'm an Everton supporter, but. Uh, kind of support, kind of like going Ooh. to Scarborough games now. I haven't been to the game for a little while, and every season yeah. it goes by just becomes more and more bland. The Premier League, there's no tackling, yeah. there's no characters. No, it's just it's just becoming a, a bit bland and flaccid. And, and again, it could be, and I can understand points of it, but I, I just think players now have lost touch with supporters. You know, you look at everything now. There's security. <coughs> yeah, I get it. They're going to get. You know, they're going to get a lot of attention. They're going to be mauled when they go places. But, you know, I think from a perspective as well, you know, I never see many, many signing days or, or you know, where they're controlled meetings with supporters. Hey, they might go on, but you never see that. 
you know, the like, uh, as I say, Spurs. Spurs welcome 100 supporters from a local neighbourhood to come down and chat. All right, sign bits and pieces, but the chat with the players and things like that, you know, and I never see any of that. No. You come to our club, I'm big on that. Yeah. You know, the interaction, because, you know, I come into the club and it was, you know, yeah, it's about building and going forward and getting promotions, but it's effectively players, staff, you know, having a connection with supporters. That's what it's about at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the day, as, as, we, as I've said it, as many other people have said it, football without supporters is not football. It's dead. You know, watching the Premier League with no supporters, it's dead. You know, um, and as I said, the, the big thing, especially when all this is over, you know, go and support your local team because that, that's where you the, 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 the passion, the grit, the, the, ter- the determination. That's where, you know, players appreciate more. I always talk about our supporters being the 12th man. The players feed off that, you know. Um, and, and, and as I say, yeah, we want to get back to normality very soon. And, and I'm hoping we can get back to the Flamingoland Stadium very soon with a full house. That's enough of that Premier League and European Super League. I know, you still set me off on one, Dan, don't you? I have a back page to fill for one final time. Come on, give me some big breaking news to fill my last back page as a journalist. Who will be signed? Who's leaving? Come on, on the spot. No, do you know what? We've just really, only recently sort of agree, you know, we've sort of budgeted Again, you know, um, a, a budget that, you know, again, that I believe we can we can compete without any shadow of a doubt, you know. But like everything, you know, and, and from your side, you know, you're always going to look for that story and you're always going to feed drip stuff. Totally get it. But it's like even a conversation of players that agree things with players, you know, and, and that's the big challenge of it. You know, spend hours, yeah, you know, I, I mean, normal nine to five, um, job but after that then I'm spending hours in the phone and a lot of it I'm just hitting my head against the wall to be honest you know because right. when you agree things with players and then effectively the player goes back to you know their their present parent club whatever you want to call it then they say oh, I've got the you know uh, I've got an offer in the table from a club or whatever it may be and then that club want to keep them so they give them more and then it all changes you know, some of the players we've been speaking to that that has happened. Oh, okay. um, some of the players, some of the players we've spoken to had had options in their deal that they were, you know, that they, they effectively didn't know that they had. You know, so you know, there, there's one that I pretty much agreed things with, but as a you know, as I said before, the key thing is always about getting that signature down the piece of paper, you know, of agreed things. And then I, I don't know, some players at times can use it as almost a bargaining tool in yeah. regards to, you know, come back to the club to get more money. I, I understand how it works. I, I, I was that player, not necessarily that player that used other clubs to sort of get the, you know, to get the best deal going. But, you know, I think we're, especially at, at these levels, players will try and use it where they can get and, and, and rightly so as well, but you know they're always trying to get the best, um, the best deal they can get, um, and, yeah. and sometimes they can play out, play clubs off against each other. You know, I'm not saying any other players that I was speaking to do that, but that's pretty much a big picture within it, um, within the, the the whole. You know, when you're speaking, you declare an interest in the player, you speak to people about the player, um, you get down to the nitty gritty with the player and everything's sounding good and positive, you agree things with the player, and like everything, unless you've got that signature on the piece of paper, it doesn't really, you know, you spend hours yeah. chatting to a player and then it's I can sense, I can sense from your, your tone and your, and your demeanour there that you've, you've maybe had a couple of little frustrations with a couple of players Absolutely. that you, you be- believed you had through the door, but have then yeah. obviously yeah. Decided, decided against that instead. Yeah, at the, at the clubs they're at. Yeah, no, that's it. it, it it's it's effectively the best way to describe it is you, you've got you're, you're going out fishing and you get the biggest salmon online and then at the last minute it just gets off. Yeah, you know that's yeah. you know that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's very frustrating. Yeah, um, but I'm still motivated by it all. You know, um, they, they they would have been fantastic players for the club um, in terms of getting that next level, but. You know, as I've said over and over, we have a lot more to go through. You know, it'll happen again where I'll be speaking to players and I'll be putting hours in, um, you know, again, selling the club first and foremost. Um, and, and then 
you know, at the last minute, something will happen or somebody will come out, you know, and offer more money. But I will reiterate the point that I made from day one. It's never going to get into a situation where it's going to be bargaining back and forth where it could put the club in jeopardy. You know, it'll always be a deal that um, uh, I feel probably as the player's worth and something that's never going to go on you know, on the way that, oh God, well, we need to get success or we, we could be up shit creek. It's never going to go to that way. Um, and, but as I say, yeah, it's been frustrating, but as I yeah, say, there, there's also the motivation of, right, okay, that's, that's gone. We move on, you know, which we have done, which we have done. Yeah, I can imagine that's incredibly frustrating because like you say, he's having the club and then it's clear that these yeah. players are motivated by money, perhaps, and 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 just want to, to make as much money as possible, which is almost fair enough. But I get, do you know time. what? I totally under, I can totally understand that. I can, you know, players want to get. You know, as always, say to players, you know, I, I, you always say to players, yeah, you're trying to get the best, but I, I want the players to see the big picture in yeah. terms of what we're trying to create, what we're trying to build, um, and that that's the key thing, you know. Yeah, players, and rightly so. You know, you want to get as much as, but I'm quite, you know, right. Well, let's look at the big picture in regards to success. You know, yeah. how we measure success and yeah. you can be a part of this in terms of going forward. Yeah. Um, but it's got to be right for them in all ways, yeah. you know? Well, that must be frustrating. We, we've spoke several times about this and we've exhausted it almost, but it does feel like you must be comforted by the fact you've got a good squad, a good basis of a very good squad there from last season. And like you say, if you had a team that you weren't happy with or, you needed to make wholesale changes. And I imagine that right now would be a really difficult, frustrating, busy period for you. But I suppose with having a decent squad there and just needing to make tweaks here and there, it must that must That's be it. reassuring, really. Yeah, it's tweaks as a, as, a, as a city from day one. You know, we, I'm still looking to add four or five in key areas. You know, um, I think the squad that's there is fantastic. I can't wait to actually start chatting to them to, to, you know, to get things um, sorted. You know, I've been having chats, you know, I've had an initial chat with them and then we'll go back. Now the budget's pretty much confirmed. We can really, we can really crack on with things um, and go back and speak. And, and that'll go back and forth. But as I say, I'm very confident in them regard, you know, in, in regards to speaking to the players. They know what we're about, how we do things. But again, equally and rightly so, it, it's got to be right for them, you know, financially. Yeah, the, the, the main motivation is to be successful. They've got that. But then, you know, you, you look at the second side, which is the, the, the financials, which is making sure that's right for them as well. Yeah. The only time I really come across the problem is when it's financials first, success second. Yeah. I want it to be success first, right? Okay, you've bought into that, brilliant financials, let's talk about that, you know, because to be fair, the group, the group that we've had last season are absolutely brilliant in every way. And even the amount of players that you speak to, you know, talk about within the change room, how, you know, a good bunch they are, you know, and it's brilliant. Yeah. I think we, we, we need to add a, you know, a bit of experience in there that, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying ruffle a few feathers, but all right, we're good pals, but, you know, we, we need to do that bit more dogged when we cross that white line. It's it's yeah. them type of characters we're looking for. Yeah, definitely. It, it seems frustratingly for me, with me leaving today, that things are going to happen fairly quickly from the start of next month. Obviously, there's, there's kind of furlough issues and there's the end of the National League North season, so clubs will be releasing players, you know, like likes of York, who we've had players on loan yeah. before, and Farsley, and clubs around this area. Well, players will start to become available and move around, and it, it feels like it's it's not it's going to be bump. This is happening very very quickly. All of a sudden, yeah. In the next few weeks, which is no, it's, no use to it's me. going to happen tomorrow. We're saying five <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. We'll be finished today. Yeah, today four or five o'clock today. So six o'clock today. Yeah. Will be, you know, no, but uh, again, you know, in the past, I think I think previous managers of the club have been, you know, almost panic buying. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, and. I'm never going to be forced in. I know the league. I know what's and and I, and again, as I say, you know, I take a budget personally. You know, not just going to throw money at people for the sake of it because I'm doing the club, the supporters, and everything an injustice. I want it to be meticulous in terms of the planning, all the planning for preseason. You know, uh, training wise and games. That's all out there. To you know, that's uh, working on in the background. 
the players, you know, adding to the squad that's already there is, is you know, is key. And then just building it on and connecting all the pieces like a jigsaw. Um, and, and as I say, yeah, we've got our frustration, but there's a lot, a lot more positives outweigh the frustrations, you know, because again, you look at with a fantastic stadium, we're very well supported. We have good hardcore supporters, you know, the club's in the right direction. As I say, you know, great board, everything's, you know, everything's very, very good. Um, behind the scenes that people are working tirelessly behind the scenes yeah. um, and it's just effectively up to me which is my responsibility to make sure we've got a squad that can compete um, yeah. and as you rightly said I've chatted to a lot of managers you know in regards to you know players they have so if you speak to a manager in regards to a player that they may have right what's your plans for them you know I'm, I'm quite interested in them you know I think, I think you build respect through that as well, um, doing it the right way, which, you've, as I say, I've spoken to a few managers in that regard. And uh, as I said, chatted to quite a few players, um, you know, lots, you, you know, lots of players, you know, good and positive, you know, lots of players that it was just stopped in the tracks because the conversation didn't go effectively the way it should. And it wasn't comfortable with, you know, the, the things that have been asked. You know, money issues, I imagine. Well, that's what I mean. Let's talk about success, yeah. define that, and then we can talk about that, you know. Um, and it, it paints a picture, and, and, and experience teaches you that, Dan. You know, experience teaches Experience has also taught me not to, you know, just, you know, offer things or offer over the odds mm -hmm. for players, um, because that happens a lot as well. You know, you might think you get to the day before the season start, oh, blooming heck, well, we need, we need three centre-backs. I'm going to give them silly money. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't work like that, you know? No, definitely. You, you've said on a number of occasions that the, the list of players you're looking to attract to the team, the fans should be very excited by. So I'm sure fans will be appreciative to hear that, that you're putting together a yeah. squad that they'll want to come and watch as well. And, and that, that's what it's about. You know, it's not just about that, you know, yeah, we've had a couple of knockbacks. It's not about, oh, God, that's it. I'm struggling now. It's far from it. You know, the, you know the, this list in terms of, all right, we'll plan A. That didn't quite work. Plan B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, there's players there. You know, there, there, there's many things to look at. You know, there's even, there, there's... There's players who you look at, you know, conference, conference prem, conference north. Not probably not so much, you know, conference north, conference south. But you look at conference, um, you know, football league two clubs. They've been relegated or down conference. You know, players that were on the fringes and in and in and around there. You know, are they available? You know, is that because as I say, with 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 a lot of players um, that we can chat to, a lot of players have spoken to. As I say, things were well, things haven't went well um but that's just you know for me to, to to work hard to make right to make sure as i say with with a team that we can put on the pitch that you know effectively the the, the club and supporters can be proud of yeah it feels like we've mentioned this quite a few times as well since uh since since lockdown first began over a year ago um but your thanks to the board and the people behind the scenes yeah. for, for all their efforts in keeping the club going in in what has been just a crazy, crazy 12, months period. Unbelievable. And the thing about it is, I think the key thing, there's, there was no panic along the process. It, it, everything was so well structured because when everybody needed to act, they, they stood up, you know? So if, the, if, there was, if there was stuff that was being done um, in the background in terms of board meetings it was done meticulously it was done professionally it was done right to save the club if it was putting things out there for the supporters to, to help you know with, with funding or with you know they've stood up to be uh, and been counted you know nobody's nobody's shirked to the background and um, and you know again shirk responsibility you know, they've, they've stood up to be counted. They've, they've got on the front foot and said, right, okay, what do we need to do? And I think that, that, that's that been key. You know, I think, unfortunately, you know, people um, well and truly know that, you know, of recent times gone by, you know, the, the football club previously, there was a lot of problems and, and we know how, unfortunately, it ended. People won't let that happen again. I for sure won't. You know, as I say, I have I've a budget to work from from my side of it. What I can control, it'll never get into silly phases because I just wouldn't yeah. let it happen. Um, yeah. And I, th I, th I think that's key. But 
everybody stood up and they've encountered in, in these challenging times. And I think everybody connected with the club should be really proud of themselves and, and what they've done and the hard work they've put into making sure, you know, that we have a football club. To be honest, there was no real worry from behind the scenes or anything like that, as I say, because the structure, um, the model effectively of the club is strong. Um, I think we're very lucky in the fact we get such a good fan base as well. You know, everybody on the board is supporters. I think that's key. Yeah. I know a lot of teams in our league, the league below, have really, really struggled. Um, and again, you know, I'm speaking to managers. I'm more to support them, you know, in regards to if there's anything I can do. Yeah, might, you know, there's there's might not be, you know, anything that they need, but... It's always good, you know, in that regard. If a manager's follow me, how's things going, blah, blah, you're there to support me. And at the end of the day, especially in these times of challenging, you know, these challenging times, I think it's important that everybody looks after each other, especially in, and especially in non-league. You know, we all know that, you know, getting into the conference and that level, they've all had money, they, they, you know, whatever that may be, but there, there's been a lot of money banded about what club gets individually. I'm not... Um, 100% sure of my idea on things but I'm not 100% sure what it is while us at our level you know we'll get little things bits and pieces but compared to what they got at sort of conference and football league level Dan it was unbelievable yeah definitely, you know? definitely. so but you know yeah. we, we, we've looked after each other and yeah. um, and and effectively now hopefully this is the end of this pandemic in a way and, and, and we can um, push onwards and upwards yeah, just a couple more things to touch on. I imagine the paint the town red and, and and the sort of five year plan and the strategy. I imagine from getting to know you, I imagine that was music to your ears. That sort of forward thinking and planning for the, from the club off the field. It is, and and that's what I'm saying. Everybody behind the scenes and the you know the the, the stuff that you don't see is has been built meticulously. You know, there's there's careful planning and then everybody's working so hard behind the scenes. Everybody is playing their part and playing their part so well. Um, and I think I think that's key. And yeah, it's music to my ears because, you know, and that's why I always like to get involved as well. I don't want to be just, I, I never want to be just that person who's spending the money on players and this and that. I want to be involved in helping. You know, I, I think a manager needs to do that bit more you know, I think got to really get involved, you know, and making sure that, yeah, you know, the club is sustainable going forward. But, you know, that connection with the supporters, um, the connection, you know, with the football, really buy into what the football club's about. Yeah. And I think everybody has done that. And the planning is all, you know, it's all about safeguarding the future of the club, but making sure also we can be competitive. Yeah, definitely. Touch wood, we're coming, it looks like we're coming so I've seen some light yeah. in the tunnel. I know bad things are happening in India and across the world and it's terrible news. But in, in England, obviously, it looks like we're coming through. How will you look back on the last sort of year and a bit in terms of football, not in terms of your personal life, etc., but in terms of being a football manager and how it would compare to your career? How will you look back on this period in, in years to come? Do you know what? I don't... I... For me, for a manager, yeah, there's lost time and being on the, you know, because I love to be hands-on coaching and things like that. There's that lost time. But do you know what? If I'm, you know, as you're as you're asking me that question, Dan, my my thoughts have gone to the players, the supporters, you know, who are are the real sufferers within this because, you know, mental health has been a big thing. Effectively, when you're housebound, it can be it can be a challenge. You know, it can be a challenge on your mental health. You know that you know, maybe things that you've been used to doing for so long are taken away from you, and it's really challenging as a person. It getting you down, getting you depressed is really challenging your mental health. That's that's where my thoughts and you know, um, and I, I suppose Karen side goes to hoping they're okay. The player side of it again similar, but in the fact that. They've lost a year, year and a half of football in time. You know, they'll get to an age where the body is pretty much telling them, I can't compete at this level. So in effect, they've lost that year, year and a half, especially, you know, the players who are hitting in and around, you know, 30, early 30s, that type, you know, that, that you're 20, 21, you could, you could get away with it. It's still a year and a half loss. But when you're getting into the early 30s, you know, it, it, it can be difficult to, you know, really get back 
um, that, well, you can't get back the year and a half, but it, it's, you're going to effectively have to work that little bit harder to get back to where you were. It's like a boxer who's been out of the ring. You know, it's always talked about when you're out over a year, year and a half, you come in, it's, it's going to take a while to get you back to your best. You know, and again, it's similar in football. But unfortunately, in football, you've got your your sort of peak level where, you know, the level that you were at, that you were playing, you, you can't quite do it. Or you're, you're maybe not as slow or whatever it may be, you know. So yeah. I, I just feel, you know, as I say, that, you know, that, that year and a half in regards to, as I say, the supporters and the, the, the footballers um, is... is would be more um, difficult to be honest. You know, my personal side, I try to, to you know, change it positive. You know, any negative, try to change it into a positive. Like a good family time. I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of, you know, again, stuff planning from a footballing perspective. Um, and 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 to be honest, you know, it's yeah, as much as it's been difficult in a whole, you know, you you got to try and take a positive out of it from a personal level. Yeah. One thing that that stands out in terms of Scar Athletic is is the FA Cup game at home with the, the behind closed doors, which just just kind of sums the whole thing up, doesn't it? Just absolutely, it was horrible. Yeah, it, it was. was it, it was it was horrible. Um, in many ways, it just wasn't right. It didn't even. I, I would. I, I begin injustice and an injustice to a friendly game. It was that. It was it was that bad, you know, um, because there was no atmosphere. There was no like Cleggy even at the side said to me, he said this this is this is not right, and it, it, it's not, no. you know. Th- th- there was nobody even at times when I'm there, you know, as much as I'm enthusiastic, you know, I'm enthusiastic and I'm positive, but you're sort of you need to feed off the yeah. supporters as well, you know. Um, and no matter what any game, non-league, no matter what at any level, you're always going to get, you know, even if it's 20, 30 supporters or whatever, it's always going to make a difference. But the fact that you couldn't have any, and that that's, you know, as you say, that that's the one that really stands out yeah. um, for me because it was just wrong in so many levels, yeah. you know? Um, and I just hope that, you know, never have to go through anything like that again. And I'm yeah. just hoping that when we get back to playing pre-season, that we can have supporters in. And, mm. you know, I, I think they'll be a lot noisier yeah, than definitely. what they were, and rightly so. People will appreciate it. Just uh, just touch on uh, Nathan Cartman. Fantastic effort. What a guy. I've got I've got to know him quite well in the last yeah, about a year or yeah. so. And what a character. And, and, and brave to come out and say what he said, but to, to go and run a marathon in aid of Andy's man club, just, just hats off to him. And, and congrats. The best. The best. Absolute. The admiration that I have for Carts the last number of years, not even knowing him, you know. Um, but what he's effectively done, you know, since he came in, you know, even speaking to him, the, the, this guy's an absolute breath of fresh air, an absolute breath of fresh air, a warrior um, will give absolutely everything and more that he can. You know, as you say, it was very brave to come out and, and, and speak, you know, from his own experiences. But again, he turned that into a positive and effect that, you know what, I'm here to help. You know, I've been there. If anybody wants to chat, he opened his, all his lines of communication to really help and support. I, I think there's been a few people that have, have reached out to Karts in the fact that, listen, I, I need a bit of help here. You know, what you've what gone through, I'm going through now. And I think that's inspirational, what he's done. And then obviously going on and doing the, the marathon. As I said, I don't be on social media as much. And I'll flick on here and there. Um, and it's more because, as I say, just busy doing other things and, and planning and preparing everything and obviously getting family time and getting the balance right, yeah. you know. But seeing the glimpses of what, what he was doing, you know, again, to be honest, he, even what he's done, I couldn't think any more of him, you know, because what I thought of him before he'd done the marathon was just of the highest regard. Yeah. You know, what I feel after he's done the marathon is the same. Like, I just can't, you know... I. I in, in regards to what he's about as a person um, and, and everything that he gives, as I say, is, is truly, truly, truly inspiring. 
Yeah, just to finish off, just a message to the fans. Obviously, there's a lot going on. There's the the Valley Bar Sea Dogs are doing the regular yeah. scratch cards. There's the charity walk coming up. There's going to be a, a Legends game, I imagine, coming up soon. Um, just, just yeah, just touch on the fans and and their support over the past year or so as also as well as the board has been superb. Yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been outstanding. You know, I, I still think, to be honest, and and you know, I think people know me now as I'm straight. I think. You know, uh, in, in regards to this type of thing, I think we need to do that more um, because I think, again, when you get well connected with the supporters, I think a lot of the supporters too would like to know more as in, you know, have more communication, like to know what's more. And that's why the connection's got to be strong. And that, again, is something I will continue to work on. But, you know, the, the, the supporters, I've said it over and over from the day I've walked in, have been nothing short of absolutely amazing. They can't do enough. Um, and again, linking that into the board, you're also supporters and, and the work they're, you know, they're doing in, in, in order to make sure that we've got a strong, um, you know, a strong work ethic, a strong connection that, you know, the club is, is in a good place and everybody plays a part within that. You know, as I say, the supporters, the Valley Bar Sea Dogs and, and, you know, everybody around that are really gathering around, you know, the, the club. And, and working together, which I think has been the key thing um, all along. But, you know, the connection that I've, I've built personally with supporters has been, been unbelievable. And that's why these type of things are important. And that's why when we have our chats, I look forward to them. So we're giving them information yeah. because I see what they do behind the scenes and raising monies and doing all that type of thing. Um, and they've been a- absolutely nothing short of amazing from day one. I can't thank them enough personally you know for what they've done for me personally i know the players feel the same way and 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 as i say that walk we're doing the 27th of june i can't wait because you know the numbers keep rising for that um which i think is great because you know you're effectively probably talking where you know 18 mile it probably take me about two weeks to walk so it's you now you're, you're probably talking five six hours of walking to really get you know, good conversation with people and, and the opportunity to really thank them yeah. for the support they've given myself and the team. Um, because as I say, you know, as I said at the start, you know, football without supporters ain't football. Um, and I'm really looking forward to connecting with them very soon. You can call the players out on this if you want, get them along to this charity walk. Are they going to do it? Some of the players, I know Jimmy's joining. Yeah. Call Jimmy's them out for joining. Squad. Um, Jimmy's joining. Do, do you know what? It's, we'll actually be training that day. All right. Yeah, we'll be training that day. But you know, as I say, um, you know, you, you, you've good staff members as well, so they they can take things um, they can take things on for you know uh, for that day. But I think it's very important that that I come along. Um, Jimmy, as I say, said he'll come along. So we've still got good hands and Blotty and Brownie and that who who could take training. So they'll be they'll be working hard themselves while me and Jimmy and that will be walking up and down hills with supporters. And and do you know what? Having good crack. Yeah. You know, not literally, but you know, <laughs> having good banter. On that note, having on that good note. banter. Brilliant. Again, once you know, again. Thank you for all your time over the past sort of couple of years since you since you took the job and it's very much appreciated and and I'll be there next season but best of luck for everything and getting the squad together and and bits and pieces but I'm sure yeah. Andy Bloomfield will be in touch with Scarby News and obviously the podcast in at Coast and County and Charlie. No, I but a big thanks uh, from from myself, players, you know, staff, and in, in regards to you know what you've been doing for us, I think that's very important as well. The supporters and I'm sure really appreciate. Obviously, this type of thing, you know, keeping them in the loop and putting on these podcasts and, you know, um, I think that's very important. And uh, a big, big thanks for everything you, you, you've done, Dan. And, um, yeah, as much as I'll miss seeing your your face on here, we'll, we'll no doubt catch up at games. Yeah, definitely. I'll be there next season to come watch. If not all the games, some of the games, definitely. So, look forward to that. Brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Appreciate your time. Talk man, Dan. Have a good day, mate. Pleasure, Pat. You too. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. 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 <clears throat> Right, Charlie, we've listened to uh, Darren Kelly's interview there. Uh, just your initial reaction to that. I think Darren speaks really well, doesn't he? Um, I think if it was any other manager, I might have reservations about how they're going to do this year, but I do have confidence in uh, Darren Kelly and, and what he what he does and, and what he has done um, in the past. So, look, I think it's going to be a, 
hopefully a really successful year for the club. Um, but it's just going to take some time, isn't it, to, to sort of get things back to, to normal and, and get some signings in through the door. It's a pig of a level to, to recruit at, isn't it? Like you can see it's so frustrating with, with players moving left, right and centre. Scarborough have often signed several players that have then moved on before they've even played a game. Um, and it sounds like he's been let down by, by two players who said they were going to sign and he's put a lot of time into selling the dream almost and they've, they've turned on and, and, and stayed at their current club. Must be frustrating for him. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, look at, look at clubs like um, Farsley, what they lead. Um, the pull of players is, is a little bit easier, I think, for them because, you know, you can attract players from everywhere. As for us, we're on the... We're out away, aren't we? We're an hour and a half for, for certain lads to drive and whatever, and, and the train in York. But it's it's frustrating, isn't it? That I was really frustrated when the, when the trio was it the trio that left to Buxton as well um, before last season with with you know, that, them lads going. So um, look, a lot of it's probably going to be money motivated, isn't it? At the moment with lads who've potentially been furloughed or or lost jobs. Um, but it must be really frustrating for Darren. I, I don't, I honestly don't want to think about what he must be going through and the frustrations that he's having. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got his head screwed on with the recruitment. I can't remember any signings that he's made that haven't done well. Um, even though obviously last season was was very short, and but I can't remember many signings that he's made that haven't haven't impressed the, um, the two keepers pre-season that were on trial. I suppose so they weren't actually proper signings. I imagine weren't great. Were they? And he admitted he got that wrong. But what are the areas you think need uh, looking at for the in in the Scarborough Athletic squad next season? I think you definitely. You're gonna you lose, you've lost a hole with with Tommy Taylor going, haven't you? That that that's obviously naturally gonna it was gonna happen. Um, so I think a goalkeeper would be brilliant, as in a full a full goalkeeper rather than than an on loan goalkeeper. But if worst comes to worst, then that's that's something that you need. Um, whether um, Connor Simpson is coming back, I, I heard rumours that he might be uh, when the season ends. Where he's at now, um, he'll be on his way back. So that's sort of the area that I looked at in terms of Nathan Cartman being quite a small striker and you might need the lad at the top who's going to put the ball down and, and offer an aerial threat. But look, I think he's got real good foundations for the for the squad, hasn't he? Um, and I think there's a real opportunity that we can go up. There's going to be some tough sides this year. South Shields, I imagine, will will near enough be up there and probably will walk the league with their their new um, with them going full time and Buxton as well. So um, look, it's going to be a tough year, but I think Darren's got the right the right areas and, and the right staff in place to, to sort of hopefully have a successful season. Yeah, I think the goalkeeper position is, is massive, isn't it? They need one of them. I think they could do with a... I mean, we'll edge, how, we don't know how Willegi will return from his injury. That'll be a massive plus if he can come back in decent nick. I think Neil Bishop will need replacing um, with uh, an experienced, um, well-schooled holding midfielder who can direct the, direct the traffic, as it were, uh, and lead things on the pitch. I know Darren's keen on that. And obviously a, a striker, um, hopefully with Nathan Cartman uh, and Coulson and the likes of Kieran Glynn joining in. But yeah, so it's, there's a few positions they need to fill up next season, really, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, the strike, the striker one will probably come at a huge price. I mean, I, I can imagine that probably eating into his budget quite a bit. Um, but then again, you kind of don't play, play. You play. You kind of play for Darren, don't you? Not the money. That seems like how it how it comes across to me. Is you're playing for him because he's going to develop you as a player and he sells you the dream. Um, and I think the sign of Kieran Glynn was one that I was I was buzzing about. Um, you know, with him with him coming and turning down money elsewhere. Um, but you know, the, the budget's been set now, and people are going to try and do the best they can. And all the fans can do is turn up in the numbers when when everyone's allowed to, um, and keep putting money behind the club. Yeah, I imagine you're very much looking forward to football returning to the Flamingo Stadium, Charlie. Oh, I'm a bit sick of watching it on football, to be honest with you. Um, whether it's Amazon Prime or BT, I'm just a bit sick of watching um, of watching that. I just want to get back to live sport, if I'm honest with you. Um, whether it be live rugby, cricket, or or football. I mean, cricket's looking more likely this with the summer coming up now and then and then football. But you just want to be there, don't you? Having a pint and a well, maybe not a pint if you're on actual duty, but um, you not know, just, just watching the game. No, well, well, don't be telling Martin Dowie that if I'm ever <laughs> in the press area. <laughs> um, he, he was, he was no, one of them who was, he was always keen for a beer when he was uh, covering a match. 
Don't worry about that. No, I, bet, <laughs> I bet he was. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, mate. You, you realise just how much you miss it, don't you, when it's gone? Yeah. He touched on the, the rugby and cricket there. We, we, we might as well wrap things up uh, with discussing that. Obviously, he played for, for Scarborough seconds at the weekend and, and obviously Scarborough first started with a win. Got a very strong s- squad across the three teams, I imagine, now. Uh, Flixton started with a win as well, so things looking good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, I'm not going to, I want to be as positive as I can, but the, the academy, the Ultra Academy result, I'm not really going to look into that too much because they've got, they had a very, very weak side out um, just due to COVID bubbles uh, and everything. And a lot of the second, a lot of the academy lads playing for the second team. So the COVID bubbles were an issue. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of players down there. Some Some nights, at training, I'm not even getting a bat, Dan. So there's the amount of lads that are there. It's 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 ridiculous. But you know, the, the, you know, Flixton. Hopefully, they'll have a good long run in the in the knockout, and you know, they can push for promotion as well. And and in the Beckett League, it's great to see that you know things are getting back to to normal with lads still wanting to play, having had maybe a year out or so. Yeah, things are looking up for the Scarborough Pirates as well. I know you, you've made close contact with them over the last sort of uh, few months or so. Um, fantastic for them to return to action as well, wasn't it, at the weekend? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've spoken to Tom Reid uh, quite a bit. I know him from, from the rugby club. Um, I wasn't sure how they'd start, but they started brilliantly. With I think I think um, Hewitt were, were two, le- two leagues above them, I think, and, and to lose just by um, a small margin is, is excellent for them, but Look, it's it's another string in Scarborough's bow with, in terms of local sport, um, and you know it's it's excellent. And you know now that you're leaving the paper, I don't think Bloomy's going to be uh, sat around doing nothing for for the next couple of weeks or so because there's going to be so much going on that it's just it's just excellent for the town. Good to keep old Bloomy on his toes, isn't it? That's uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, and we'll just finish. I don't think there's been many sports hit harder than rugby union and, and Scarborough Rugby Union Football Club. Obviously, action has stopped almost completely throughout the whole pandemic, um, given the given the contact nature of the sport. Such a social club as well, with so much going on off the field. So they've really been hit hard, haven't they? But so I, I imagine everyone up there is just really raring to go and relishing getting back to somewhere near normality at Silveride. Yeah, I mean the amount of money that gets put behind the bar every Saturday is 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 ridiculous. The amount of money that is spent, um, and the amount of people that come up and watch. I mean, it it's been great to see. Obviously, they've set up the vaccination centres up there now, um, so there's a lot of people at the rugby club. Um, but I think with rugby being such a contact sport, you can't you, you can't you can't risk it because you're in such close proximity to each player. Um, you know it's going to be tough, but there's a couple of new signings up there. Um, I think they're hoping to get two Kiwi lads over as well. Touch wood. Um, so you know they'll be looking to have a, a good a good crack at it this year. And again, it's it's Matty. I think is it Matty Jones's first? Maybe Matty Jones's first season in coach. <laughs> so you know again, it's a it's a new one for him. But um, you know I'm looking forward to mixing mixing plenty of different things up um, this summer and into the winter to watch hopefully all the sides um, in action. Yeah, fantastic. So we'll wrap the final edition of the SN Sport Extra Time podcast up as we pass the baton over to yourself and Andrew at Coast and County Sport. I'll just say thank you to yourself for all your time and effort with the, not just the podcast, but the sports section of the paper over the past uh, couple of years has been phenomenal. Keep up the good work and, and look after the podcast, mate. But and also just thank you to everyone for listening to all the podcasts, sending your questions in and, and, and paying some interest in it. It's been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it and I wish you guys all the best with carrying on with it. Yeah, that, before you uh, before we stop, I just wanted to, I'm sure I'll speak on behalf of everyone. Um, I know Darren touched on it, but you know, you, you, fueled, you fueled the desire in me that I didn't know I had. Um, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for everything that you've, you've done for me. I remember um, when you got in touch with my mum, was it two a year ago, two years ago, whatever it was? Careful. So to, Careful. To, try and, uh, to try and get me to to come in and and do some work. Ever since then, mate, I've I can't I cannot thank you enough um, for all the work you've done. And you know, I'm, I'm sure I speak on behalf of everyone. The the amount of hours that you've put into to help coverage on the Yorkshire coast is is incredible. And you know, you'll you'll, you'll be missed massively. And you know, I wish you all the best with with your new job and and you know, obviously the family that that you've got at the moment. It's it's you know, it's a it's a new step for you. And you know, I'm I'm grateful for everything you've done. 
I'm welling up now. We're going to have to call it a day. Yeah, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your time again, mate, and all the best, and we'll speak soon. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. You've been listening to the latest episode of the SN Sport Extra Time podcast, sponsored by Askew Brook. For the latest local sports news, visit www.thescarboroughnews.co.uk slash sport. And don't forget to buy your copy of the Scarborough News every Thursday, featuring all the latest sports news, roundup and reaction. <laughs>